0: What's up? what's up
1: how are we doing folks welcome back to the hop i'm gabe that's steven ready to drink beer and chill and party and all of those things so let's do that
0: that's what Woo! we do here we drink beer we have fun we make craft beer entertaining welcome to it glad you found us glad you're back with us settle in get comfy Uh, We're heading back to New Jersey today because we just cannot get enough of the great state of New Jersey. Apparently not. Apparently they have good beers there. They do. That Garden State drawn us back in. Uh, The last stop on our New Jersey brewery tour that we did back in January was Montclair Brewing, and we loved being there. Uh, Couldn't exactly record there. They were packed. COVID safe, but they were packed.
1: Right. And so it sucks for us, but it's kind of cool for them. Like... There were a lot of people in there. Again, everyone, yeah. you know, COVID safe, everyone at the own table and whatnot. But I mean, that's that's what you kind of want, you know.
0: <laughs> exactly. And and I'm glad that we get to feature them here because uh, actually the the beers we're drinking today are are, are especially one of them is, is sort of mind blowing. So uh, I think this is a good one that you can get excited about um, as if as if you don't get excited every week when a new episode drops. Because why wouldn't they? Uh, you can follow the show if you want to connect with us. We are at The H.O. Podcast. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook.com slash The H.O. Podcast. Uh, you can follow our personals at GabeRade 67 is Gabe, as it says on the screen here. I'm yep. at Shakespeareist. Get in line because I'm going to be posting one day. So it's coming, folks. It's coming. Get get on Instagram. Start, start following now. If it's not now. a
1: picture of the cat, I'm going to be upset.
0: Follow now to catch that <laughs> post when it drops. Um, we are available on YouTube as well. Uh, if you want to watch the show, please uh, head over to YouTube, like, subscribe, click the bell. Once you've subscribed, you'll get a notification whenever a new episode drops every week. And wherever you listen to us, if you could rate and review the show, we would really appreciate that. Uh, rates, reviews, those kinds of things really help us uh, get a sense of what you're liking, what you want more of or less of, and help us tailor the show to you, which is what we always want to do. So uh, feel free over on Apple Podcasts to give us a review, we'll read it, and we will appreciate you as a person.
1: If any breweries we should hit up next, if there are any breweries we should repeat, if there are any other sexy can arts that you guys can find any cans that are real looking good. You know, we try to do the can arts and crafts for what we're drinking for the episode, but I'd love to give y'all a shout out. If you find something that we haven't done yet, or maybe you found another beer from an episode previous that we should have mentioned, you know, let us know. We're here for you guys.
0: All right, Gabe, it's news time. Beer
1: news. Beer news.
0: All righty. So uh, general highlights and overviews. Uh, new Belgium has opened. Their, actually, uh, a lot of breweries have uh, opened, made new sort of expansion moves. Um, new Belgium has opened their new taproom slash restaurant in San Francisco. We've mentioned that that was coming on the show. It's now open. They opened it last Friday. A uh, few breweries, Castle Island out of Massachusetts, Bold Rock Cidery out of North Carolina, Catawba Island out of Ohio, and Night Shift out of Massachusetts have all announced plans to open either new locations or expand. So that's exciting. Also, Northeast Drinks Group has closed on their deal to purchase Vermont Cider Company. For more information on that, you can listen back to round 65. Our first story, uh, a judge has denied Atlantic Beverage Distributors' motion for a preliminary injunction to avoid arbitration with Jack's Abbey. So we talked about this uh, about a month ago now. Jack's Abbey, as a result of new... Uh, franchise legislation in the state of Massachusetts. They are trying to uh, split up from their distributor, Atlantic Beverage. Distributing Atlantic Beverage is fighting this motion in court. So this is a win for Jacks Abby uh, in the move to do to to make this split. So at this point, now it it moves into arbitration. Uh, arbitration hearings are happening now. They will continue through April 23rd, and then the arbitrators have up to 30 days to issue a decision. So ultimately. This is a win for Jack savvy that uh, a, a judge um, has upheld their decision to, you know, it's kind of a a signal that the law is on their side as they move to split from their distributor,
1: which is great. Beer in the courtroom, am I right? <sighs> that sounds <laughs> like love a sitcom. Beer
0: goes to court. <laughs>
1: Uh, moving right along, uh, the first Brew Talks virtual meetup is happening very, very soon. Um, this is a virtual hangout, if you will, with beer professionals in the industry talking about the rapidly evolving industry that is our beer world. Uh, the first talk is going to happen Thursday, May 13th from 3 to 5 p.m. It is being presented by Dogfish Head, uh, their co-founder, um, Sam Caligione. Winking Lizard Tavern co-owner John Lane and Julie Verratti, the co-founder of Denizan's Brewing and current associate administrator of field operations of the U.S. Small Business Administration, will all be sitting on a panel answering questions, talking about the beer world. There will be more people joining them. Uh, Those names will be released at a later date. Um, I know they're going to have a second panel with even more people. But it could be a really great opportunity to hear from the people in the beer game about the beer game. Um, If you are looking to submit a question, uh, audience members are encouraged to submit at news at brewbound.com. The live event will be streaming free on brewbound.com and all the social medias.
0: And we've got one last thing to do. This Week in Gross. Oh, I can't get enough of that. The, um, best, the best part of the news and notes. <laughs> Four Quarters Brewing out of Winooski, Vermont. If you don't know Four Quarters Brewing, you should... They're an excellent brewery, and um, they do a lot of weird beers, a lot of interesting, different takes on beers, adding weird ingredients to beers, and that's how they ended up in This Week in Gross. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> they have re-released their tomato basil fleur de which is a uh, sour beer So uh, from the original release. Tomato basil fleur is a feeder-fermented tart saison conditioned on roasted tomatoes and fresh basil a perfect pairing for mozzarella or pizza. The re-release is not feeder fermented, it's uh they actually kettle soured at this time, which in my yeah. mind makes it worse. So let me just start with I hate tomatoes. I hate tomatoes. They're I I I they're <laughs> they're acidic and weird and creepy and gross and I just don't I don't we don't need to debate it. I just don't like them. I don't understand Bloody Marys. I don't understand drinking tomatoes and their Instagram has like they even got a picture of like when they were in you know making it and there's just cut up tomatoes everywhere and it's like the only thing even almost passed out (laughs) the only thing that should come out of that is a pizza but what happened was a beer and what's really disturbing is how many people are super into this yeah another again another comment brigade of people being like hell yeah it's like but this time it's a real beer Oh, yeah, that's Last true. Last <laughs> time it was an April Fool's joke. This, I checked several times. This is real. And uh, I i mean, I can't imagine what I would say if someone put this in front of me. I, I don't even. I will say this, though.
1: Totally agree.
0: Yep. I'm not,
1: I'm, I heard this and I went, absolutely not. This is one I would try. I would try it. I'm not saying I'd like it. But I I don't know. There's just something about it that makes me like. All right, that's gross, but like I want it. You know, you know, like See, every like
0: to me the fact that it's kettle soured. I've brought up on the show before. I I like you know I like sours as much as yeah. the next guy, but kettle souring to me adds so much tart. Like it makes it even more tart. So yeah, that's true. It's tomato. Now it's kettle soured. <laughs> uh, I just don't. Four quarters brewing. We have a a beer can on the shelf at uh, at the old at your apartment in that York, I used yeah. to live in. That is one of my favorite beers like I've ever had. I've been trying to track it down forever. It had like graham cracker. It's the one with the like like cookie monster guy on it, like the blue oh, bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still up. There. That's four quarters, and it's I forget what was in it. It was like raisins or chocolate. I don't know, oh. but it was really good. <laughs> like four yeah. quarters brewing is awesome. I am not yeah. trying to disparage them. But
1: (laughs) I, you, you had me at, when you said like, you don't do Bloody Mary, like this past Easter, my whole family had Bloody Marys. I had a mimosa. That's how I, I'm the same way. Like I'm not big into the, I love, you know, I'm Italian. I love pizza. I love pasta sauce, like all that. But yeah, I don't love the chunky tomato aspect of things. So I I feel like this would kind of taste like a Bloody Mary's like cousin, and for that that yeah that face you just made that makes me kind of go i don't know but i will volunteer as tribute and try it if if someone in this great earth can put it in front of me it's I in will, vermont will, we
0: could go get it
1: we can go get it right now i will take the bullet i will make the video i will give my honest thoughts
0: well all right sounds like a trip to vermont is it our future gabe Are you ready for some drinking?
1: I'm ready for some smooth jazz and drinking to follow, so yes. Hit me.
0: All right. I propose a toast. It is not just the passing of years, but the ripening of wisdom of living. It is not just a toll taken, but a well of receiving and giving. It is not just the people come and gone, but the heart's many faces and forms. Not just the winds of change and chance, but a weathering of stalls and storms. It is not just the luck of survival, but the brave conquering of strife. It is not, after all, just the passing of years, but a gathering of love and life. Be still my heart. That was sweet, right? It's inspirational.
1: It's very, like, I feel like...
0: Yeah, so I, was I was feel like up, I, I feel
1: like a family member just like hugged me.
0: Thank you. I was looking at poetry <laughs> about like you know the tree of life because that plays into the brewery that we're that we're working with. So Correct, that is yeah. a, a poem called "Gathering of Life" by Tara Cox, and it just uh just felt appropriate for what we're what we're about to get into here.
1: I would love to hear that toast with the. Old fashioned music that
0: it probably wouldn't work, but it'd well, be funny as hell. Well, that's not I chose, Gabe. <laughs> and I make the decision.
1: Oh, great. Speaking
0: of weird beers. Speaking
1: of weird beers, before we get into the weird beer, I think uh, we should briefly talk about our uh, other selections we had when we visited the brewery.
0: Well, yeah, we'll get into that, but we because we did visit the brewery and and we had wanted to do a taproom special and stuff. Um, yeah, but, uh, we'll get into that. But I think that we should give this a little sippy sip. Because it's just sitting here this, calling my yeah, name. Yeah, that,
1: that is true. It was poured a little while ago. Okay, let's so do it. So,
0: it's the Tantrum Sour Stout. And, uh, yes, I said that correctly. It is a sour stout. And that's already crazy. Uh, so, it's 5.2% ABV. Uh, Untapped has it at 342 this is, I don't even know. There's no, there's I'm no so rules for this. for
1: this. This is going to be so weird and I'm here for it. This is the kind of stuff we want. We want this just like, we want to read a beer title and go, wait, what?
0: Yeah, this, I don't even know. There's no playbook for this. There's no frame of reference. I don't even know what to expect right now.
1: And we're, this is how we're starting the episode. So it can only go up from here. Yeah, one would exactly.
0: I mean, we've had sours, we've had stouts, but, uh, they decided to sour a stout because that's that's Montclair Brewing in a nutshell.
1: Hey, why not?
0: From the bottle, uh, this complex stout delivers unexpected sour and tart notes to pucker up all moods. Okay.
1: I mean, sure. it, it's, it's a stout, but it's a sour, but it's a stout. I don't know how it's going to work, um, but like we said, we're here for it. Uh, right off the nose... I feel like I'm smelling more stout than sour, but I am smelling some sour, and I, it's just getting me concerned.
0: <laughs> you know, on the on the bottle, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see there's kind of a a, a woman screaming, just <laughs> head in her hands, just losing her mind. It just it it really says 2020 to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that is, is kind this of this
1: is what 2020 looked like. Yeah. What we're working with.
0: I would say it is uh the color of a stout for sure. It's a a a 39 or a 40. Yeah, I would I would call it that. It's you know pretty. I'm drinking out of a tiku glass, and as you can see, the head is thick, it's frothy, uh, it's more fizzy than a stout. It's not creamy. When you
1: first pour it, you can hear it's it kind of sounds like soda. Like you Mm -hmm. can hear like, like that's that's very, very uh clear.
0: And excellent retention, like almost scary retention. Like I'm going to have to shovel my way through this phone if I want to get at this beer.
1: I poured mine a little bit before you, so I don't have any head retention left, but that's what mine looked like. I've got just a regular pint glass, but yeah, what Steven has now is exactly what I had. Uh, Thick, tannish, whitish head retention. Um, But yeah, it, it smells like a stout with sour properties.
0: Yeah, to your point, I'm getting I'm getting roasted malt definitely. Uh I'm getting some like vanilla. I'm getting a little bit of fruity esters behind that though. It's subtle. I can't really tell what fruit it is. I think it's in the berry realm, but it's these like fruity esters behind the roasted malt that are like really subtle. I mean, if you if you just smelled it and didn't think about it, you might not get that, but it's it's almost like smelling like Chocolate-covered raspberry or something.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely... Uh, this, this is like an edible arrangement, if you will. Like, it's just <laughs> very complex. It's very, ex- to your credit, exactly what you said. You know, it's, it's chocolate-covered fruit. Just, I, I don't know if I'd say strawberry. I think I'd go with... Um, you said raspberry?
0: I said chocolate-covered raspberries, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I would go in that direction as well.
0: All right, well... Um,
1: it, doesn't sa- it doesn't smell tart. It smells fruity.
0: Yeah, it's this subtle, subtle, like, esters behind the malt. It's not... It doesn't... Like, you don't smell it and go, oh, yeah, there's a whole lot of yeast and, like, all that, yeah. you know, coming off it necessarily. But it's a little something behind it that makes you go, huh.
1: It's a little something behind it that makes you go, what? All right,
0: let's... Let's do it. Here we go. Sour stout. This is the first for the hop.
1: Whoa. Whoa, dude. Whoa.
0: That is.
1: (laughs) That is weird.
0: It's so weird. (laughs) It's like. Like when you put. I mean, we've talked a lot about, you know, the nose and the taste being different experiences but like when you smell it you expect to be drinking a stout and when you sip it it's not that at all it is very tart and sour it's very uh, you know decently balanced like there's like the aftertaste is the lingering malt like you get the roasted malt on the back end like lingering in your mouth but that's not what you taste when you're drinking it
1: correct 100 percent. you know what it tastes like it tastes like somebody took a torch to, like, a piece of fruit on a dessert. It tastes like roasted fruit. Like, I'm not getting stout at all in this. I would
0: agree. I'm getting
1: Like, you know orange. you know when someone may, gets, like, a tiramisu and then they torch it at the top yes. of it? That's yes. what I'm thinking. That's immediately where my mind went.
0: You're thinking of tiramisu or creme brulee? You got people torching your tiramisu? What's the one where Are you, you talking torch about it? creme brulee? I don't freaking know.
1: Maybe that
0: one. Get your desserts, Gabe.
1: Uh, I would to keep love the a torched
0: to tiramisu, but they do that with drinks too. If you go to a a, a, a cocktail bar, sometimes they'll like torch the uh, orange peel or whatever and rub that around yeah, the outside of yeah. the glass because it adds like a, a nice roasted quality to this. I this is so weird. But here's the thing: I don't hate it at all Mm. i don't even not like it i kind of do i'm
1: i feel like i'm still getting acquainted with it but Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's it is very just it's just very weird it's i i i wasn't expecting 100 stout just because i knew it was sour but i was expecting some stout and i feel like it's just a dark sour
0: I'm trying to break it down. I'm like, all right, so up front, when you take a sip, the first thing I get is um, definitely some, you know, sour mouthfeel. It's sort of the tartness sort of hits the back of your palate right away. I get some citrus. Um, it's a, a, a delightful fruitiness that's sort of like orange and some berries, like sort of like strawberry, raspberry. It's sweet for sure. And then, and it's really good. Like it's really uh, like dessert-y, I guess, like, chocolate-covered fruit is the best way to describe it. Yeah. Then when you swallow it, there's this lingering... Like, it's it's almost like cherry cola or something. I don't know. There's some, like... It's like if you went to that one of those Coke machines and then you pressed two flavors that just don't <laughs> go together and then you drank both of them at the same time. Yeah. It
1: definitely has a vibe of... You go to the soda machine and you get a few. I, I would one hundred percent agree with that, and I don't know how insulting that is to some people, but that's just what I'm getting. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to drink more of one of these in a night, to be honest, just because of the flavor. And it is it is very sour though on the on the palate. Like it's 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 really there.
0: Yeah, but it's it's fairly light. In turn, it's it's pretty well balanced, pretty well balanced. I mean, there's there's a lot of roasted malt on the back end that's sort of like yeah. is, just just hammers away at you, but um, it is highly carbonated. It's definitely one you should take your time with if you can. I'm kind of chugging it because I just can't believe what I'm dealing with. It but exists. To that end, the lacing, if you can see it on on YouTube, uh, is is pretty amazing in this head it's just floating down with the beer it's still there it's just yeah hanging out
1: yeah i i am getting a little cherry cola now that you mention it now it's just
0: in my head the more i sit with the aftertaste the more i'm not sure i love it it's kind of like just the aftertaste it's kind of like this lingering like it's like when you eat a lot of burnt popcorn you're like all right i want that out of my mouth now
1: (laughs) Ah, ah, yeah um, I, I don't I don't hate the aftertaste to be honest. I think it's it's just very weird and different, but I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely got that like, hmm, I might need a glass of water. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what I love about it is the experiment experimental nature of it and I think that that speaks to the brewery as a whole. You know, we can get into what they have on tap now, but I think to your point, we should probably talk about so we did visit uh yes. and we and we sat here in this taproom behind me and we had some beers and uh I had a flight and so I will kind of give you a breakdown, even though I don't have the beers in front of me. Uh, I did their spicy pineapple ale, which at the time we weren't sure what made it spicy. Based on other things on their menu, I believe there were habanero peppers involved, but it was hot Ooh. AF. I mean, it mm-hmm. was it was hot. Like sometimes you have spicy beers and it's like, oh yeah, it's a little spicy. No, nah, this th- this shit was hot um, and very good. I had their Black Mamba Lager, which it was a while ago. What I wrote down was roasted malt, burnt popcorn. So, you know.
1: I remember you liking all of these beers, if that's any indication. Like, you didn't... I I remember you didn't once were like, oh, what's that? Like, everything was good, so.
0: Uh, I had their Black is Beautiful, which they... Uh, they put uh, baobab in it, which is a fruit that they they like and they use. It's an African fruit that we'll we'll talk about more on the, on our next beer. And then I had their Hoboken Farm Scotch ale, which was just I mean Bang! exclamation point like it always is. It was brewed with maple syrup, it was maple, it was sweet, it was bourbony, it was oaky, it was delicious, it was I love a scotch ale. <laughs> Everyone should make a scotch ale. So that was me.
1: I I apparently only had one beer. I don't remember that. I I I was saying to Steven earlier. Maybe I had two of this beer. I I don't remember only having one, but that's what I wrote what down. You
0: bitched out, bro.
1: Bro, I mama didn't raise no yet. bitch.
0: <laughs> don't you ever
1: say that to me. Um, I had there. It's called the Age White House Honey Amber Ale. It is five point two percent. It was aged in Jack Daniel's barrels. Um, it had notes of caramel, sweetness, malty, toffee. Uh, regular amber flavors, but a little bit sweeter, candy apple, it had light carbonation. And then, as I was doing research on the brewery, I found out it's based on the recipe that President Barack Obama used with White House chefs to make the first beer known to have been brewed at the White House back in 2011, which made it that much cooler.
0: (laughs) I can't even describe the feeling that went through me when I found that out. Like, I don't, I mean... Could the man get any cooler? Yeah, (laughs) that's that's, so
1: fucking cool. That's so dope. And like we, you know, I've thought about it like what other presidents were like, hey, let's make some beer. No, like Obama was like, no, I want craft beer.
0: This dude like walked into the, the chefs were like, "Uh, Mr. President, what do you want for dinner? he's like, I'm not here for that. (laughs) Come here. I want to, I want to make a beer here. The and first then, uh, beer ever known to have been brewed at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. That's just I don't even I don't even have. I mean that's that's, <laughs> God, bless America. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I uh, I just think of like all the chefs there. You know there was probably how funny would it be if there was one guy who was like a home brewer on the side that stood up and was just like, put me in, coach. Bearded I got dude, this.
0: like like looks like a Vermont home brewer, like. Mr. President. Cap on just like, <laughs> yeah. let's do this, let's Mr. Go. President.
1: <laughs> so that's what we had uh... at the brewery. Like we said, we were unfortunately unable to do a tap room special, but it's a dope spot. We ate snacks. We drank beer. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, so they and... have this this if you're on YouTube, you can see behind me, they have this this nice tap room. Uh it's sort of, you know, like a lot of a lot of these tap rooms, sort of nondescript. Theirs is very like I mean, you it you almost get the vibe that like they sort of just plopped a bunch of tables in like on the brewing floor almost. It's not what they. It's nicer than that, but it's just like it's you're right in the thick of it. Um, it was you know, again, COVID safe, but I mean as as COVID safe goes, it was pretty packed. Uh, yep. lots of people in there enjoying some beers. It's a company that was started by a husband and wife. Uh, Leo and Denise are their names are co-owners and basically Leo was a homebrew you know it's an age-old story he was a home brewer had a passion for it um, and wanted but to turn it into a business
1: he was not a home brewer here he was a home brewer in his hometown of Burkina Faso which is in Africa he was home brewing in Africa and brought his talents here which absolutely incredible that's what we' love to see
0: yeah bringing you know just a different a different perspective culture. to it and a different yeah. culture. To it. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. Um, and because of that, you see, you know, first of all, beers brewed with Baobab, for example, which is a, a fruit that we, you know, I don't know anything about. I've never had one. Um, I've never had me a Baobab, but <laughs> apparently
1: it's a superfood. We'll get into that with the next beer. Spoiler alert. It but also, has to do with that. But
0: an air of experimentation, you know, thinking outside the box as this this beer is a perfect example of. They say on their cans, our mission is to build a stronger community bond through craft beer. Our African and Caribbean roots are often infused into traditional beer styles to bring you an eclectic offering of fresh beer. There is usually a Montclair brewery beer style for everyone. And I think that's, you know, 100% true. I mean, we've already talked about sours. We've talked about the ones we have, a spicy ale, a lager, black is beautiful, the scotch ale, you had an amber ale. I mean, it's all over the place. In the best and, way, and more to
1: follow. We we have mm-hmm. other beers to uh, to share, um, yes. but yeah, I mean they they're they're another one. They've got a beer style for everyone. They've got a bunch of beers on tap um, at the brewery. You know, all different styles and different. They they all have interesting names. Uh, you had the the Black Mamba, which was in dedication to Kobe Bryant. You know, great mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was their Black History Month beer series. Um, Each year during Black History Month, they release a special beer series um, inspired by African culture and prominently black figures. Um, If you go on their site, you will be able to see um, basically what they did in 2019, 2020, and now 2021. Um, Just to share a few, uh, Noble Like It Is Porter, which was inspired by Gil Noble, and it's a collaboration with Harlem Brewing Company. Um they've got their Blackest Beautiful stout with Bayobob and Peanut Butter. Stephen, don't drink it. Um, it's inspired by George Washington Carver. And then the last one for 2021 was the Bozeman Wild Ale, which was inspired by none other than Chadwick Bozeman. So mm-hmm. they make beers like this all the time. Well, during Black History Month, but it, it really is interesting to see how they dedicate it and the inspiration that goes through it. Like it's as you mentioned, all about background and culture, they they don't shy away from that at all,
0: yeah, I mean they they are uh, a black owned brewery, you know again it's it's part of their identity, uh, made a major part of their identity and and it speaks to the kind of beers they're putting out, you know and uh, uh, to that end, also towards the end of 2020 at the, at the end of last year, they received the eight Trill pills grant which hopefully if you're a regular listener, this should sound familiar to you because that's a grant from Crowns and Hops Brewing Company, which we fe- featured just a few rounds ago. Uh, it's a grant program that offered a total of a hundred thousand dollars awarded to five black owned craft brewery or craft beer businesses uh, to provide financial support for a variety of things. So they're a recipient of that award, which comes from this other brewery that's out in California that we have featured as well. Uh, but they, it's, Again, it's 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 important in that it's part of of their identity and part of their culture, and it's important and plays a role in pretty much everything they do, their mission, the beers they're putting out, everything else. Yeah,
1: it's really great to see. You know, we love it when, obviously, we love things like this, but we love it when breweries, like the brew masters, so to speak, are giving themselves to their art if you will, you know, I mean, they're not just making like, all right, let's make a double IPA and call it something that everyone else does. And it'll sell. No, I mean, it's all about them. Um, They have a beer, it's called the motherland. It's inspired by Burkina Faso, uh, Leo's home country. The Kingston Porter is inspired by Denise's Jamaican roots, because uh, Kingston is the uh, city capital of Jamaica. I mean, they bring themselves to the beer. And yeah, you know, they, they say like, you know, write what you know like brew what you know. And that's, you know, it's a perfect example. It really is great.
0: That was good, Gabe. Well done. Killing deep. It. Yeah, <laughs> no, It's true though. I mean, it. that's, that's as artists, that's what we try to do every day. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's what we do as actors is you try to bring yourself to your work. Uh, because that's the only, that's, that's the only thing anyone ever wants to see or read. I mean, think about every bit of art you've ever loved music, whether it's film, TV, Books, uh, actors, I mean, you want to see someone express themselves and, and bear a little bit of their soul. And so we've talked before about how beer is an art form. And and these uh, these individuals, Leo and Denise, they're 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 sort of bearing their soul through their beer. And that's fucking beautiful and deep. We just got deep here on the hop.
1: Feel all the feels. Come along with the ride for us. Um, come join us. Come feel all the feels. It's great.
0: Yay! Woo! The hot podcast with Gabe and Steven. Uh, uh, okay, well, do you want it. to offer some final thoughts on this bizarre, intriguing <laughs> concoction we have in the form of a sour stout?
1: Uh, Sure. Forgive me, but not my favorite, i got to be honest. um it's not bad. it's just it's you know, i i i don't i would not be able to drink more more than one of these in a night um just based off of the flavor and the profile of it. um yeah, i i love how weird and different it is. i love how it it's sour but it has roasted notes to it. i think that's really cool. you know, i love stouts, love those roasted notes to it. um but yeah, it's 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 it feels like a roasted sour and that's fine but that's not my go-to. So I'll happily drink another one just not tonight.
0: I have a lot of the same feelings you have. However, I don't have as much of an aversion to it. I'm I'm actually really intrigued by it. I mean, I think my thing here uh on the show especially as we do more and more episodes is beers that just pique my interest you know i there's no framework for this there's no template for it there's no brewers association guidelines for this this is just something nobody does and it's yeah. it's insane and so also, to me
1: i, I want it on record i don't know if we've ever said this i am sure we have but um as much as what i just said and what steven just said um we have a rule here at the hop we don't leave beer on the table and if we you have, do yeah. You're part of the problem? We so I addresses. will be finishing this, and yeah. so will he. I just want that out there. 100%. Okay, good. Okay, if you're good. in a
0: restaurant and, and you... I don't care where you're at in life. You do not leave beer on the table. You don't
1: leave beer on the table. You just don't. That's
0: unacceptable. Uh, but I really like this. And I think that it's... Um, would I go out and like order another one? If I had a bunch of other options on the menu? Maybe not. But I'm really glad that this we picked this up and, and shot for it because it's just, it's bizarre, it's different, and I think it speaks to their attitude towards experimentation, and I think yeah. that, and, and playfulness and everything else. It's just, it is a sour with a roasted malt bite in the back end, and it's just confusing, and it's completely worthwhile to to get your hands on it and at least... See what that might be like.
1: Yeah, I say at least try it. If you're if you're concerned, get it in a flight. Get a little pour. Yeah. Get it or ask them. I mean, I'm pretty sure at the brewery the day we went, we were like, hey, can we try this? And they gave us a little bit. Like, they don't do that. Like, just try it. It's it's crazy. It's weird. It's different. We like that. Keep yeah, recommending that. Yeah, and if you're super into
0: sours, you might really like this. This might be sort of like a, a darker version of something you, you like anyway. So.
1: And if you like tiramisu... You won't like this, but if you like creme brulee, you will. Gabe, learning about desserts. <laughs>
0: we're just learning together in a safe space. Okay, you want to get another beer?
1: Gee, let me think. Yes, I do.
0: All right, so we're moving on to their wow. Bayo Beer. Bayo Beer. Bayo Beer. <laughs> oh, God. It's a golden ale. It's a golden ale brewed with the with the Bayo Bob. I mentioned it before. The baobab is a fruit, uh, an African fruit, the fruit of the legendary African baobab tree, which is referred to as the tree of life, hence my toast (laughs) callback. It's a fruit that brings uh, light, tropical citrus flavor and aroma that apparently works wonders in this crisp and delicious golden ale.
1: We will see about that. Apparently, it's a super fruit. Apparently, it lets you fly, and basically turns you into Superman or Superwoman. It's like
0: kale and chia seeds and stuff like that?
1: (laughs) No, but it's been known to have antimicrobial, antiviral, antioxidant, and anti-inflammatory properties.
0: So yes, it's like kale.
1: This is the first time that a beer will make you feel better. I mean, beer always makes us feel better, but like medically, (laughs) not... Passionately, <laughs> spiritually.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I have seen this beer described as a golden ale, a sour, a fruit ale, and a cream ale across various different uh, iterations. Various beer. Someone got it untapped. right. <laughs> so somewhere in there is the answer. It is 7.8 percent ABV. It's got a 3.65 on Untapped. And here she is. It's very... I would, I would say yellow.
1: cloudy. I'm not going to say hazy, but it is cloudy.
0: See, mine is not. Like, look at mine.
1: Yeah, that's so... Wow. Wait a minute. Ours look we, very different. We got the same beers. Wait.
0: We got them in the beer, same right? four pack. Yes. What's the, uh-oh. Yes.
1: Oh. Who, who screwed up? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, the yeah. green screen. Put it in front <laughs> of you. I, I just it, see through the can. Whatever. I know. <laughs> yeah, what? Uh... Why, uh Maybe the gla- I have like the beer mug.
0: Maybe your glass is dirty.
1: It's not. I washed it yesterday.
0: I don't know. Well, anyway, mine is is very clear and it poured with like no head at all. Um So Yeah, it,
1: it, I feel like if it did have a head, it was, you know, for all of 5 seconds and then it ran away. Um but uh yeah, it's very uh I think both of ours are very orangey. Mine's on the darker side. I would put it between a 9 and a 10-ish on the SRM chart. Yours, yeah. I uh, would put a little bit lower, though. That's so weird.
0: It looks lighter on camera than it is, but it is golden. Yeah, like, it's pure gold. I mean, I would say, yeah, 7 or 8, probably. Yeah. Um huh. And That's obviously, no, no lacing or anything because there was no head, so there's no foam. Almost looks flat, except there's bubbles coming up from the bottom, so I know it's not.
1: It's good. z's. good to go. Um, right off the smell. Uh, remember earlier when you mentioned someone described it as a sour?
0: You getting sour off it? Not sour,
1: but fruity tartness.
0: I'm getting fruit for sure, uh, and I'm getting cream ale is the closest thing I'm getting off this because I'm getting malt. I'm getting some grass and hay. I'm getting some. Uh, your face says that you're not getting that at all and it's making no, me I'm, <laughs> wonder if we have different be- but we don't for sure we don't we have yeah the same this can.
1: is we we bought it from the same four pack but yeah i'm not i'm getting a lot of like fruity tartness um uh, maybe some citrus but i'm not getting a lot of like hay
0: not a lot but there's a grassiness to it for sure there's it, there's honestly not a whole lot of smell coming off it if i if I had to put it in a category just off the nose, I might say Pilsner because it's just okay. very light. And it is.
1: Yes, it is very light. It is very like it's not, you know, overpowering with aroma. It is very like you have to kind of get in there to smell anything. I, well, yeah. I, yes. OK, so maybe we do have the same beer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, it's in the same can and it was bought we, in the same four We both just pack. looked
1: at each other like, uh-oh, did
0: <laughs> one of us mess up here? No. Well, we bought it in the same four Now, it is a silver winner in the 2020 New York International Beer Festival. So that's a glowing endorsement for this beer. And also it's one of their I don't want to say it's their flagship because I don't think it is, but it's one of their go-to's, one of their Populars. OGs. Yeah. Very yeah,
1: popular. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They they have um other they have another golden ale. I believe they have another iteration with the Bayobob Bayo fruit. I could be wrong about that. I I I We'll get into that later when we look at all the beers but um, yeah, this is definitely one of their go-to's for popular demand.
0: And they like this baobab fruit. I mean we saw it with the black is beautiful too and it's in a few like it's a fruit that they it's kind of a go-to for them and it's you know something they know about that that really we don't see here very much. So again, it's that African culture that African history of brewing right coming into their operation.
1: Yeah, I did a little bit of research on the fruit. Um, appa- Apparently, they grow off of trees. They're very citrusy, and they're very delicious. Who knew?
0: I was going to make fun of you for the they grow off of trees thing, but I guess some, some fruit does grow on a vine, so I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well... um, Let's taste let's, this mother. Let's taste her.
1: Here she is. Here we go. Ooh. It's like sweet, floral, definitely fruity notes. Doesn't taste like a sour at all.
0: Mm Mm-mm. No. Yeah, I was just going to ask. tastes
1: like, I I don't even want to say ale. I feel like it's its own thing.
0: If I had to put a category on it, I would still say cream ale. It is creamy in the mouth. It is luscious, floral, like you said, for sure. Yeah. Uh but the, the fruitiness is definitely there. That that tropical fruit, the baobab, is present and it's 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 tropical. I mean it's close to oh yeah. Guava, I guess, or it's
1: very, very flavorful.
0: Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And, and can I remind you, it's 7.8%. Right? Isn't Uh-oh. that like <laughs> Oh, this does is not dangerous. Tastes like it. yeah. This no, is this
1: dangerous. Uh oh. This is no. Oh, it's so delicious. It's so good. It's so. It, it's very sweet, but it's not too sweet. It's it's just like just enough. It it's definitely uh uh makes you want to go back. Sipper. Um, I think if you're bold like us, you'll do more of one of these in a night. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoy this. I would love to try the fruit on its own now just so I can see how that factors into the beer. But very flavorful, very tropical, like you said, 100%.
0: You know what I love about it? You don't often get a beer that's that that tropical and has that much fruit in it, and there's no sour astringency to it, and there's no hop bite. It's not an IPA like yeah we're just getting a, a citrusy fruity beer with a solid sort of pilsner malt backbone that just it rides on but the fruit is the star of this for so sure would you
1: would you describe this as an easy drinker easy drinker
0: i mean other than the abv yes and that's why i, I would think as it's well dangerous like absolutely i think it's it's medium bodied it's got a kind of gentle carbonation it's pretty it's it's the kind of beer that like on a nice you know at a nice summer barbecue i would love to sip on this because it tastes like a like a it doesn't taste like a pilsner but it's it's an easy drinker in that sense however it's 7.8 percent, which is really close to eight percent which is a really dangerous number so it could really do some damage
1: yeah but i mean whatever we can take it (laughs) um i i do think this would be best in the summer uh, I'm just getting that sort of vibe off of it. Um, yeah, I agree. It's it's an easy sipper, but it's a dangerous sipper. And it's flavorful and delicious. And it, now that I'm drinking more of it, I am getting a little bit of that creaminess that you talked about. Yeah. Um,
0: it's a subtle thing. It's like there's a little like vanilla or there's just a little bit of something in there that's not fruit. And it's it's kind of it's the malt coming through right but it's it's not it's not the yeasty grassy bready thing that i got on the nose it's not that it's just sort of a nice creamy base almost
1: this beer is gonna make us feel certain (laughs) way. we said it was dangerous
0: yeah
1: i'm all about it though i this is solid this is great
0: this is this is a really good beer. I got I was, my
1: beer mug, so it's like the beer emoji.
0: I was a little nervous when it had no head retention and it was all over the place in terms of styles, from what I saw online. And then yours was hazy, mine wasn't. I was yeah, like, I don't that's know. That's when
1: that's when I went. Wait a minute, <laughs> what, what happened here? No, but it's it's awesome. It it's really is very good. Love a yeah. golden ale. There, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like not every brewery has ones. Most breweries have that one or two, but. Love me
0: some gold. Are you ready to bust out your Bob Ross personality and talk a little bit about some, some can art, Gabe? Oh,
1: I think I'm ready.
0: Can Art and Crafts.
1: All right. So for this Can Arts and Crafts, I unfortunately can only talk about one can, because the Sour Stout Sour Stout Stout Sour is in a bottle, and truth be told, I don't have it in front of me anymore. Stephen, do you still have the bottle in front of you?
0: Yes. Wait. There you go. No, I don't. I lost it. Sorry.
1: Damn it. All right. Well, anyway, here we go. Real quick. The bottle, the Sour Stout Stout Sour. Say that 100 times fast. It's got the screaming lady on it with her hands like, ah! So that makes me think of, as you said earlier, 2020. So that's got like the humor aspect to it. However, the label does kind of look just like a piece of paper. Um, I don't know if they got lazy with the label making or maybe they just kind of were like, that works. But that's fine. Then we've got this can. Now, I love it. It's very green. It's got the tree. It's got the, the logo center stage uh it's got the name and everything right in front of it but the green really pops this beer can will you will find this on the shelf no problem um it's got the vibe of it too i mean like we said last week with the pilsner we drank with the mountains like it puts you in that frame of reference this beer with this can like this is just the the summery vibe to it outside picnic i mean it puts you there and it tastes like that so it, it's perfect um, I'm gonna give this can six gold stars I don't know what the possible outcome is but I, I really like it um blue is normally my color but it makes sense for the green trees earth nature all of that Bob Ross loves it Bob Ross is here and he is a big fan of it as well and that is another edition of can arts and crafts <laughs>
0: If you're on YouTube, you just got a special treat. And you, Woof. If you're on YouTube, you know what I'm talking about. And if you're not... Too bad. You, you'll never know. <laughs> but it's going to happen every week. Bobby, getting down. <laughs> all right. What else does Montclair Brewery have to offer? They have a lot, as we mentioned. All over the place in terms of beer styles. Also, they have their own root beer. And yeah. they have their own uh, seltzer. Their root beer is 5.2% ABV, so it's a hard root beer. They also have a seltzer that they brew, uh, a raspberry hard seltzer at the moment. But they have so much more to offer. I see a lot of sours. I see a lot of ales. I see a Shandy, perfect for this time of year. 3%. Do you want one of them light beers? Shandy? Uh, I um, see I'm them- look at I'm looking at the mango fire ale. That's um, what I, I was going to bring up. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, it, it sounds incredible. Full-bodied ale flavored with mango puree and habanero pepper giving a nice spicy kick at the end. That and that's why dope. I
0: said earlier that the uh, pineapple, I've decided, probably had habanero in it. Because we didn't know at the brewery, it didn't say. But yeah. if they're working with habaneros, I would think they're working with habaneros. And when they say it's spicy, it's spicy. Okay, It's spicy. You, I'm here you to ball- tell you. You gonna need to power through. Shit was spicy. They still got that black mamba lager on there uh, that I had. They still have. They have a golden raspberry frambois, and framboise. they still have the spicy went, pineapple too. Frambois. I went to high school with her. <laughs> um, they
1: have uh, a beer called it's a pale ale called Blacker the Berry Blackberry Jam Ale. I do know that that is another one of their OG popular ones. Oh, okay. um, that that normally sells off the shelf. Um. Sounds good. Looks great. What Get jumps off it.
0: the the page to me is a lot of fruit. You know, frog ho- yeah. hollow orange wheat. Uh, the the raspberry seltzer. The raspberry from wa The blackberry that you just mentioned. Coconut. Uh, black mamba. The golden raspberry. The uh tropical blend pale ale. The baobab is uh, several places on this menu, and there was oh the Hava guava IPA. So, that, a lot yeah, of, I looked at
1: that one too.
0: A lot of tropical fruit. Going on, you know, playing in again to those Afro Caribbean themes that they work with. Yeah, uh, but
1: I really want to try the uh, the Bozeman Wild Ale just because it's um it's a tribute to Chaz- Chadwick Bozeman, but it says a complex ale brewed with juniper berries.
0: Hmm. And you nice. might like that
1: because you really like gin, and isn't juniper berries in gin? Yeah,
0: juniper is a is a gin out of yeah. It, it is a a herb slash fruit that you get on. Uh, gin, so that's a good right. point. I have really taken to gin in as I've gotten older. I didn't always really like gin. Old man, there's a bucket in the basement when I was younger that got a lot of gin, and it I had to swear off gin for a couple <laughs> of years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> oh, the times how they have a change, yeah. <laughs> fun times. But,
0: to their point, like they said in their description of themselves, something for everybody at Montclair Brewing. Definitely something to make you happy, whether you're a beer drinker, a hardcore beer drinker, a heavy ABV drinker, a stout lover, a sour person, or everything in between, or you just want a hard root beer. And I and here's
1: the the black is beautiful with the baobab. Baobab. Yes. So um, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. nine point one. Heads up.
0: All right, we have to go before we get out of here. We always like to end on a fun topic, and it's... Baseball! It's baseball season. Uh, Now, baseball is decidedly the inferior sport. Can we all agree on that?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to report shots have been fired. Shots have been fired.
0: Baseball takes way too long... What I love is right now they they are trying so they're in an effort to speed up the game. If you haven't watched in a couple of years, now when they go into extra innings, they put a runner on second and they start Hilarious. the inning. It's Hilarious. so stupid. It's like, all right, now you're now you're concerned with how long the game's been going on. It's not the fact that at whatever whenever, whenever there's runners on base, the pitcher gets to have a forty five minute meeting in a boardroom with their <laughs> coaches. That's that's fine. Yeah. Football, we get they three did, timeouts and a half, but they baseball, did, they can talk whatever they want, but it's well, the extra they did, innings.
1: They did kind of cut back, I guess, for mound visits. They only allow six in a game now. That's still a lot. That's very generous. It's very generous, but they're trying. to Yeah, they're trying to make it move. And you know, I, I, in my experience, every baseball game I see now, like you know, I think we're past the the days where it's like. Final score, 1-0. to zero. Like, now it's like 13-5. to five. It's, it's like, oh, damn. Be,
0: like, it's like, at that point, I mean, if you've, if you've survived three and a half hours to make it to extra innings, now all of a sudden it's like, let's speed this up. I got yeah. places to be. Yeah. All right, that's not what we're here to talk about. The <laughs> L.A. Dodgers, in their, in their season opener, had one of the weirdest plays I've ever...
1: They had an oopsie. <laughs>
0: I've, I've ever... Uh, I, I didn't even know this was a thing at baseball's weird. So what happened was one of their players, Cody Bellinger hit a two run home run. It bounced off the glove of the opposing player and over the fence. So the Dodgers would have scored two runs because there was a runner on base. However, the base runner, Justin Turner was on first base. He thought the ball had been caught. And so he raced back to first base as Bellinger, the hitter was running around first base. So Bellinger tried to stop him, but couldn't. And consequently, Bellinger ran past him as Turner went back to first base. And that's to an tag, out. And apparently that makes him out, which is that's crazy. That's yeah. if, if you yeah.
1: If you're running and you go by the person who's running in front of your teammate running in front of you, you're out. And so Justin Turner didn't know it was a home run. He thought he had to go back. And Cody Bellinger was like, wait, what? So whoops.
0: Why does that make him out
1: because when you're running the bases, you can't run like like if your teammate in front of you is running the bases and he's slow, you could just run past him, but like it's kind of cheating, like you have to wait for him to go because he's in front of you, but in consequently, so they called Bellinger out, they let Turner go home, so it ended up being just a single r b i instead of a two run shot, and they still lost we'll scored thirteen to. Eight, oh, no, it was eight to five. They still ended up losing.
0: What are we doing, LA? Get it together. But I just I didn't know that was a rule, was a thing, and so yeah. it it's it just is another. I I have been wondering about this though. Like a lot of times, you see players running home, and like the ball is coming home, and you're like, oh no, they're not going to make it. I'm like, can they pull a juke move like football? Like can they like spin out and fake out the catcher?
1: There's there's video of. I think it was Hideki Mats. No, no, no. It was um. Oh, I don't remember his name. Um, one of the Yankee players, uh, Ichiro Suzuki. Boom, go Gabe. Ichiro Suzuki was um when he was running home. The catcher grabbed the ball. He jumped over him and like tagged the base like that, like over him,
0: and that counted. Yeah, as I've long seen as
1: he that. Touch you, you can do whatever you want. I've seen you can the like kick them
0: apparently. But, like, how far is too far? Like, what if he, like, started running towards the pitcher's mound? It was like, chase me down. And then once he cleared out, that he came back towards it. Like, I mean, do you have to stay in the line?
1: I, I believe you have to stay in the line. But at the same time, yeah, They th- what, what I love is that when when they're running, like, okay, so the guys who are playing defense, you know, they're in the field. They have the ball, and they're just throwing it back and forth to each other. It's called being in a pickle.
0: Yeah, that happened the and other that day. That always makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh happened. no, he's in the pickle. That happened like, during the Yankee game, like a couple days ago. Yeah, that happened to Brett Gardner. Stupid, but I love Brett Gardner. This sport is just <laughs> it takes it takes a very long time. It's it's more like chess or golf. It's more like like it's not built for people to watch, except that every now and then something exciting happens. I also don't understand why they can't figure out how to get their announcers into the stadium. What's that about? I mean, Joe Buck has been calling games. Like I know there's COVID, obviously. It, but like is
1: yeah, it was the main concern. COVID. Who was it? it? Was Paul O'Neill who couldn't get in there?
0: Yes, but now the so lately the Yankees have been on the road. We uh, apologies. We're Yankee. I mean, my family's Yankees. People like we're from Connecticut. It's just yeah, it's in it's our just, blood. So that's what we're working with here. Uh, they've been on the road. None of them mm-hmm. are there. I mean, there. Michael K. Isn't nobody's there. They're all virtual.
1: Yeah, it's probably COVID and whatnot.
0: Well, I know. Yeah, but you uh, say that like it makes sense. And like Joe Buck has been calling games since I didn't see Tony Romo doing that shit from home. He was in the a building. lot of, a lot
1: of the basketball announcers have been doing it from home, too. There's like background videos. Kevin Harlan's just like in his office, in his house. God only knows where that is. Just calling the game and. I my Mike, biggest thing is what happens that? when the Wi-Fi cuts out. Bam! Exclamation point. No, see here's the thing. Mike Breen is always there. Of course he is. He's always <laughs> yeah. there. Him, Mark Jackson, and Van Gundy, they're always there. What but if the Wi-Fi baseball, cuts out?
0: I mean, you'd just be without a con like you <laughs> You'd be screwed. You'd be like, What do well, you do? happening.
1: I, my wife, like uh, you'd probably just stop talking and you know, the other person (laughs) would take over. But yeah, I I mean, with
0: I just don't understand that. I mean, I get COVID obviously, but my point is like, all right, so there's vaccinations happening now and Mm -hmm. all these dudes are definitely, I mean, you and I have gotten vaccinations, So at this point, Mm -hmm. like I, like all these dudes should be vaccinated by now or at least partway. So what, I mean, unless you're telling me... I understand it's cheaper to have them not be there. That makes sense to me. But in that light, then they will never be in the stadium again.
1: Right. And so I feel like they should be.
0: I would like them to be. It's not. It I, doesn't affect how I watch the game. It just It bothers me. I will say this. On principle.
1: Baseball is a lot more fun when you're there. Especially during the playoffs. I went to that... Yankees-Twins wildcard game a couple years back. Luis Sever- Severino got pulled in the first inning. We were like, well, this is over. Our season's done. Aaron Rodgers, two-run shot. D.D. Gregorius, three-run shot. Aaron Rodgers Aaron- is not on the team. Aaron, um, oh, He's my God. hosting
0: Jeopardy, homie. <laughs> oh, my God. I've been hanging out
1: with you way too much. Aaron Judge. There we go. Ugh. He hit a two-run shot. DD hit a three-run shot. I mean, we were standing up. That place was electric. It's it's better to be there. And we were talking about before this episode. We're gonna go soon. Oh, we're going absolutely. And we're gonna we're gonna spend thirteen dollars on an. <laughs> on that's a beer what I there. don't understand.
0: I mean, that's that's the great thing about baseball is that the tickets are dirt cheap. In football, they're not at all. But uh, yeah, I'd happily go. Yeah, and spend spend more money on my beer than on the ticket.
1: it never makes sense i i don't know and they give you a tall boy but still it's like i don't uh, i don't know we can discuss prices later but the point is the dodgers made a whoopsie and they lost so (laughs) all right we gotta go
0: montclair brewery uh fantastic something for everybody a brewery you know bringing themselves to their beer and that's what we love to see and whether it's a hit or a miss, whether it's a sour stout that Gabe's not really into or this delicious Baobab concoction, Woo! they're delicious. really uh, they're really fun and and definitely worth a visit. So check them out. Hey, do you have any uh, any outdated sports references you want to make while I hit this drop, like last week or? Um
1: <laughs> who's playing this weekend? Uh no, not not this time. I'm okay. sorry, Gonzaga. Um drink good beer, love each other, stay safe. We love you guys. We'll see you next see week. You next
0: week.